Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode, a Football Friday episode of the Mojo Market Report. Your host, of course, Dave Sturcho, alongside Chris Gucci, coming to you live, A5 Behind the Glass, coming to you live from the Chop Studios right here in Matawan, New Jersey. I uh, hope everybody's doing well out there. I hope, I mean, look, if you're driving to work right now or you're about to drive to work right now, I hope you have some kind of energy if you stayed up for that thing they called a Thursday night football game and it's what happened already you always you always throw me off there (laughs) but anyway the football game was uh I guess it was played right I mean there's no there's no ways around it (laughs) there was a it was a game play last night I watched the highlights and it was even tough for that because there wasn't any uh Al Michaels made sure you knew that there was at least one uh, shout out to those guys. And shout out to any broadcast team that had actually watched that uh, from start to finish. A lot of sloppy football, uh, as Tom Brady alluded to yesterday in his press conference. He says that, you know, all the two and two teams, he's like, there's just a lot of bad football out there. And well, <laughs> I've, well been, I've been noticing. Proof in the pudding right there. Um, there was a, uh, like I said, the Colts get the win. That's the ultimate prize. Um, what we saw last night, um, very reminiscent of one Seattle Super Bowl against the Patriots where all you needed was a yard and all you had to do is run the ball if you even wanted to go for it. They had a chance to tie the game right there and and hack it. Your favorite coach in the league um, decided to, uh, you know, he said that they were rolling. They were they had a great drive going. I guess that's their first of the night, really, as far as a Maybe sustainable drive. Right. So they have a good drive going, and he's like, well, we're rolling. All we needed was a yard and blah, blah, blah. So we got the signal to go for it. That's what you drew up? That That's what you drew up? It looked, I mean, I could have told you, the world could have told you that Russ Wilson was looking for Cortland Sutton in the back of the end zone on a fourth and one. Richard Sherman and in KJ the postgame. Handler was wide open. Wide he open. He was very angry. Just sitting the there with a sign. Like, it was bad. And, and, you know, guys on the air already, uh, Richard Sherman being one in the postgame, he was a part of that debacle that was uh, just give Marshawn Lynch the ball, and they did not. He watched it again. It was like almost like a bad flashback, and he watched it all so happen again. do you think Hackett's already on the hot seat to be an in-season firing? No, because I it's I don't like, think so either. I don't think so, because he's just like, look, I mean, it's his first job ever, you know, first head coaching job, and I, I just don't foresee him, like, saying, like, ah, I guess we're done. You know what I mean? Like, look. The team is equipped with talent. I know they just lost their running back for the year, but I mean, at the same time, you got to give the guy a little bit of a break, you know, um, based off of that. This is a new look team, so even he is part of the new look team. So, believe it or not, yeah, there it was, are, it's bad to watch, though. It's hard. I, I I almost feel for the guy. It's like secondhand embarrassment because I you, you just see it in his face. He's trying to be the smartest guy in the room. In those yeah, moments, you yeah. outsmarting yourself. Sometimes the best thing to do is just hand the ball off up the middle. That's, but you can't or, even rely or, on that. Or just if run the, Broncos, the ball with Russ. You have the guy to do it. That's not a bad point because the Broncos you know, like, keep on fumbling the ball at the goal He line. makes a trillion dollars this year, and they're not giving him the opportunities. And maybe that's why he thought right away, hey, we got this $50 million quarterback. Maybe that's why we're going to go for it. Okay, cool. Then let's not have him try to make a play. You all know that already. You know that Russ likes to try to cook. Well, it looks like he's cooked. We'll talk about him in a second. But first, we got to start with the top movers. Top movers. And we got to start with, uh, I don't even know what. Yeah, I did. I actually, you know what? We're starting with Russ. Because the Russ Wilson uh, played himself out of the 90 range as far as his share price. He drops a complete, I mean, it's just, it was bad. It was a very. Over 2% yesterday he yeah. dropped off. And, and the problem is. With this is that, you know, and, and kudos to 
Mojo, the market itself, always giving away things, much like the multipliers, much like the longs and the shorts. Last night, they gave you an option. If you wanted to go long or go short on one of these quarterbacks, you could. They were offering a 15% multiplier, 15 times multiplier uh, with the long game. And then if you wanted to short one of these quarterbacks, they were giving you a 7 uh, seven, yeah, seven on the short. I think, yeah, I think or seven point five or something these, like that. If, if you watch these Thursday night games so far, there have been not one single offense has gotten going. The, the defense has been light, not lightening it up because it's just really sloppy play. But I'm considering just automatic shorting any quarterback that's starting uh, in a Thursday, on a Thursday night, night right? Because it's, nobody seems to be getting it done. The unders have hit in all four or all seven point five times multiplier. Sorry, I just wanted to make sure that was correct. The unders <laughs> have hit in all five. Yeah, uh, the I mean, Thursday night football games, I believe, and it's, the unders on primetime are like thirteen and three. Yeah, it's it's very it's sloppy alarming. Play. Sloppy play. Uh, Russ Wilson goes uh, twenty one for thirty nine, two seventy four, uh, two picks. His completion percentage just over fifty. Like this is not the Russell Wilson that we're used to seeing. He sacked four times. He, he gets out of the pocket and rushes for four for twenty two. I guess that's a plus. Uh, hey, I'm getting used to it. It's now been two seasons. I know Russ had the injury last year, but they were not playing well. But when the t- at the time he got hurt, I, so now this yeah. is two full. I mean, not two full seasons, but almost two years now of Russ. Since we've seen him play good quarterback, really. Yeah, I mean, the last time we saw him play good quarterback was pre-injury last year. And even then that. Like, not, see, but that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Not, last year at that point, they weren't playing well. No. He wasn't so, playing well. I mean, look, tread lightly with a guy like Russell Wilson. I mean, again, he's got talent on the outsides. He has a decent tight end. I mean, he hasn't really made a name for himself yet. But so you I know, guess losing that running game does affect your play. But you still got Melvin Gordon, you right? You know how I mean, bad the game was for the Broncos when every single Bronco player mm. in the mojo market was down last night except for Boone, the backup backup <laughs> running back, reps, who, right. who is going to now get some time. Right. And uh, Brett Rippon because <laughs> I guess Russ, there's – you see the correlation. Oof. I don't know that Russ is going to get ousted. He's not going to get soon. benched anytime soon. But but you see, when there's bad play, Russ is the guy. They paid him a ton of money. He's going to be the guy. They're they're locked in there. They're <sighs> going to be riding for a couple of years. Did you actually? Were you you weren't kidding when you told me that when I first walked in about the press conference? No, Russ. At the end of the press this conference yesterday, rough. he literally, as he was done, he said, "Broncos country, let's ride." And I couldn't tell if he said, "Let's ride" or "Let's cry." <laughs> But I'm pretty sure he said, let's ride. I think the Broncos nation or Broncos country heard, let's cry. My my opinion. Go ahead. They left. I know. Tied (laughs) 9-9. The game emptied. It was a bad football game. My my question is, you know, when it comes to money, right? Like Russ is making a handful of money. Um, with uh, with this contract alone, but do you think there's some kind of contract where you have to say let's ride after every? Because I mean that was way unnecessary. I think he's contracted <laughs> with himself. That he's just he's like I'm gonna. It all keep started with the self high fives. The yeah, practice man. of the high fives as he coming out. I was praising Russ for his pregame routine while injured last year, saying like this guy just gets it. You know he's going <laughs> through the motions as if he started. And then I'm looking at it today, and I'm like. <laughs> Russ, are we good, dude? Are we good? We are not well. Uh, there was one well guy on the other side of things, and that's Alec Pierce. He's a well guy. He's such a swell guy. Uh, he's a well guy and a swell guy. Alec Pierce actually goes up. Well, that's fun. According to the market last night, 8%. So he had himself a nice night. He gets uh, eight receptions on nine targets, 81 yards. In a game where things just weren't looking good for either side, he was the bright spot of the Colts offense. Now, look, what we saw last night out of the Colts offense was – Matt Ryan looks a little older every week. He just looks like he's frustrated. He looks like things aren't going well. But you can rely now 
heavily on the fact that he will be throwing that ball to Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman Jr. for the foreseeable future. Barring any injuries, those are the guys that you want to talk you know, talk about when you're looking at this offense of the Colts because without Jonathan Taylor, which this team was built around, really, you know, you build the offensive line, you got the you, you got the running the star running back. The team is built to run the ball. They can't run the ball. So now you're relying on Matt Ryan to lace it in there. I like Alec Pierce as an option because it seems like he's getting open a lot. Yeah, I do as well. I've talked about Alec Pierce glowingly since the draft. Pre-draft, I was hoping that Green Bay would be in on him. They did not get him. But Alec Pierce is one of my guys, man. I said it from the from Yeah, the you were talking about it for a while. Mojo Market's inception, Alec Pierce is one of my dudes. The second receiver in a Matt Ryan offense is typically eaten. If you look across his across his career, Take me back, it was Gooch. Roddy White. Roddy White. Then, <laughs> then at one point, it was Julio Jones. Julio Jones. There's been even Calvin Ridley at, Calvin at another Ridley. point. So. <laughs> Now, granted, these are super talented guys. I think Alec Pierce has the talent. I don't know why he lasted so long in the draft. Maybe it's because there's 31 really talented receivers in this class. It was a very wide receiver draft. But he's in his first year, and he's already the number two clear cut on an offense that doesn't move the ball well. But considering the type of player he is, I don't think that's going to really matter. He's... He kept plugging yesterday. I was very proud to see Alec Pierce make me seem right and know what I'm talking about. I appreciate you, Alec. <laughs> it's two days in a row. You've been it right. Is, it is. How about that? Huh? This Not is why often. you watch the show every morning with your morning coffee. Um, all right. So clearly that – what? You got one more Bro, tidbit? <laughs> just to say, I want to touch on like the sloppiness and the how terrible this game was. Please do. Every Colt also went down yesterday <laughs> in the Mojo market, Jeez. except for Alec Pierce and Jonathan Taylor, who didn't play with an injury, and he probably went up because, because they just realized so they were like, <laughs> the Colts are so bad without him, they need him back immediately, give him the ball. Yeah, and so his Jonathan value Taylor went up. still went up overnight. Right, his value went up based off of like, oof, they really need this it guy. It was probably a better <laughs> decision to hold him out. They got the W anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tip so your hat there. If you, yeah, listen, if you get a win without your, your star player, that's an ultimate, ultimate dub. I might know a thing or two about that, winning three straight with Cooper Rush. But, hey, listen, I just I, – I digress. But moving on from these two uh, – this game in particular, one more top mover we want to talk about because yesterday there was a little bit of an announcement where I think that this is very, very prominent for the mojo market, and that's the new official backup quarterback in New England is your boy and mine, Bailey Zappi. <laughs> okay, so – this guy was announced as the backup quarterback officially going forward. So Brian Hoyer, you've been Wally Pipped because you got a concussion. No fault of your own. That's just the way it is. And it looks like Zappy has done enough to say, okay, I'm the guy. Now, is there a question of if he's going to play this week? So if he plays this week with a share price of $6.12, Chris, are you hard-pressed to go long on a Bailey Zappy with a, maybe a throw multiplier on him just because of the performance that he put up against your Packers? Do we know who the Patriots are playing off the top? Off the top of my head, the Patriots are playing – yeah, so I I don't think wow, he's I going don't, to play. I know, so I, know, silly. I, I, I apologize for putting you on the spot, but I did, did that because did. I don't That's know. Okay. So That's all right. Yeah, I'm not in on Bailey Zappi just Come on, yet. hold on for a second. Maybe there's a reason Bailey to Zappi do that. Just yet, but I did I did want to talk about like the movement and ah, how it relates. Dude, do it. Do it right now. Bailey Zappi goes head-to-head. With the Detroit Lions. Oh, yeah. Okay. Get in on Bailey Zappi. Okay, so if Bailey Zappi does get the start, <laughs> Detroit Lions have not stopped anybody yet this season. So, yes, if Bailey's <laughs> – yes, yes. Detroit's <laughs> and not, look, not good at stopping people from He's very passing. cheap right now because he listed as a undrafted guy. I just want to talk about the reasoning. Or drafted late. He's only a backup quarterback, and there's a chance that he plays this week, right? Mm -hmm. But – there's only a certain amount of jobs in the NFL at quarterback position, and Brian Hoyer has pretty much locked one of them down. And I say this, there's 
you know, maybe 90 quarterbacks kicking around the league, 96, considering practice squad guys. Sure. One, two, three, 32 teams. That's math. Yeah, it's math. <laughs> Brian Hoyer has locked down one of the top 65 jobs in the NFL at quarterback Forever. for the last right. 31 years. <laughs> right. Bailey Zappi seems to have ousted him. I know it's a concussion situation, and he's IR'd. I think that was a little preemptive. He's IR'd? That's, yeah, they IR'd. Oh, well, that's why Zappi's the second quarter. I thought he earned it. <laughs> <laughs> he well, didn't earn it. Well, you know, the way the Patriots do well, the things, way the market moves, it, look it, like might, it. it might be a little bit of a um, here, we're going to IR you so we don't have to cut you, pay you. If things go south, then we can bring you back. Truth. It, it's just, it's a, just a, it's a roster move. It's a Patriot way. And they have a good relationship with Patriot Brian Hoyer. Like so it. maybe they just did that so he doesn't lose the money. I'm right. not sure how that's all going. That's behind closed doors. But you see, Bailey Zappi is now proven to at least one coach in the NFL, mm -hmm. and that's Bill Belichick, that he belongs as at least a backup quarterback. He proved it to me. The Packers' defense is really, really good against the pass, and um, he, he kind of lit him up in a weird way. And if you're going to believe in any coach in this entire league, let it be Belichick. <laughs> so, so Bailey Zappi, he, you're going to be seeing his face as a backup quarterback for a long time, but he'll never make it as a starter, I don't think. It's I'm like not going to say never, but <laughs> they have a young quarterback in place ahead of him. And unless Mac Jones, something bad happens there, Bailey Zappi's just going to be the backup to Mac. And it works because could you tell the difference? No. 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 Right? Same so guy. I can't either. <laughs> Belichick can't either. It's Mac Jones. It's Bailey Zappi. And I want to say this. I am, I am slightly invested in Bailey Zappi already because I do have low-numbered auto of a Bailey Zappi. It was the first auto I pulled this season. So you have so, an autographed Bailey Zappi card that you yeah, think one day will we'll shoot the, to, to the moon. Well, the moon is a stretch, but, you know, maybe we could maybe go. the cloud, the first cloud. The clouds. <laughs> there we go. Bit. It's the first cloud. You ask Bill Belichick, like, Bill, Bill, uh, wh who's your guy going? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, same guy. Cool. Um, all right. <laughs> so that's that with our top movers for the week, uh, or for at least today. Uh, we're going to get into some NFL Week 5 action. Yeah. Ladies and germs, we're Let's here. We've made it five weeks into the NFL. We'll obviously put a bow on this on Monday, but first we got to get there, right? We got to get there. And we're going to start with the first game of the weekend, and that is the Packers and the New York Football Giants in jolly old London. Um, you know, just when you thought you were going to be able to catch up on some sleep, you got to get up and be all right. rise for the occasion. And this is the Packers and the Giants. Now, when you look at this game, on the surface, especially when it comes to the market, you know what you're getting out of Aaron Rodgers, right? I mean, again, those plays are your multipliers because of the bank value and everything that we have already learned about Aaron Rodgers. So now it's time to really debate if you should short Daniel Jones because, A, coming off of his little injury, right? I mean, there's he did travel with the team, but so did Tyrod Taylor. So that's interesting to me because if Tyrod Taylor was deemed pretty much not a, an option in New York for this week – I don't think he would have traveled because a couple guys didn't travel, and that's Kadarius Toney, uh, the uh, the ever-so-popular Kenny Galladay. Uh, those guys didn't travel with the team. So there's a guy on my list that I want to talk about in a second. But when it comes to Daniel Jones, is it time to just kind of kick the tires on the old short game for this one, especially against the Packers? Yeah, I think Daniel Jones is going to be running for his life. The Giants have struggled to protect him this year, and the Packers, nobody's even – throwing on the Packers and they have a ton of sacks. So when they drop when you drop back against them, they're getting after the quarterback. Uh fourth and adjusted sack rate for their defensive line, meaning like they just they're they're moving people around and when they get at look I said they know people are running against them and they still can't stop the run. So I don't think that we're really going to see Daniel Jones drop back feeling. much. Uh I think Dable will take a uh, a page from the Belichick playbook and just abuse us with the run. Saquon's I think first or second in the NFL behind Chubb. 
Is it? Yeah, either way, Barkley's Saquon's 1 or 1A one in, in the NFL in rushing yards. The Packers haven't stopped the run against anybody, and they haven't even had a team that really threatened them through the air. Everybody has been saying, hey, we're going to run the football on us, stop on you, stop it, and the Packers haven't been able to stop it. Some numbers on that. On first and second down, the Packers have allowed 5.26 yards per carry. So that's, this is all conversation they had about talking about Daniel Jones and Saquon that's Barkley. That's brutal. That's brutal, and I think that's about 27th in the NFL, and they're allowing 3.36 yards after first contact. That's not going to win football games against good mm-hmm. teams. The Giants aren't that great of a team, but still, they run the ball well. And uh, that worries me a little bit. Packers know the run is coming, and they still can't stop it. So Saquon, you got to be in on Saquon. Not Again. just I'm turning the corner on the Saquon thing because he looks like he's back from injury. I still worry because as soon as you say that— Yeah, he's like a stubbed toe away it, from it, it, being out for six weeks. Injury bug rears its ugly head. Yeah. Um, but guess what? The Giants can't stop the run either. They can't get after the quarterback. So the Giants' defense, while they look like they're playing decent— I just think they haven't really ran into anybody that's tested them yet. The Packers offense has been struggling, but that's that's almost like a mirage. The Eagles, I'm going to talk about them. I said it yesterday. I'll say it again later. They're 30 they're, they're first in the NFL with explosive plays. The Packers are second. Yeah. So, while they're not really getting the ball down the field to their wideouts, they are having explosive plays in the run game and it's just a tough one for me. I'm not talking about laying the points here, but I think Aaron <laughs> well, Jones, A.J. Dillon, one of those guys are going to eat. And the intermediate passing game, Romeo Dobbs and uh, Randall Cobb, honestly. Oh, no. <laughs> not Randall Cobb again. All right. Um, I do want to mention one receiver over with New York before only, I do only that. Only the running backs. Only the running backs in Green Bay this week. Okay. So no, no, no receivers over in Green Bay for, for Chris. There's a guy, uh, he's gotten 20 targets, 15 catches on 155 yards through four weeks. His name is Richie James. And the only reason why I say look into Richie James is because he's a dollar eighty-five. Right. And you talk about a team that is not traveling with their two of their star receivers, Sterling Shepherds out with the ACL. Who in the God's name is gonna catch the ball for New York this week? Richie James might be that guy. So he might be that guy, pal. So look into Richie James. So Let's move it on. Who else? Uh, we got the, another local front. The exciting part, the very exciting part here is because we're following the the story that is Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson will be starting once again for the New York Jets to take on the Miami Dolphins, who are 2 a uh, again. So in this regard, uh, again, Tua, no-go, ruled out. We don't know when we're going to see him again. But Zach Wilson has been the guy who everybody's been talking about in New York. And I feel like this could be another good situation at home, first game at home for him. That crowd's going to be greeting him. He's going to feel the mojo from that. No pun. Actually, there's a pun. There's a pun for that one. Uh, but he's definitely going to uh, outshine his previous performance, in my opinion. Because, again, the Dolphins' defense is good. Very good. They know how to take the ball away. They got good cornerbacks. They got a great defensive line. Um, but I think Zach Wilson, if you're talking about the guy that you already invested in and you're watching this you know, rocket ship go, then – Sit back and relax and watch this go. If you're thinking about getting in on him right now, I still think it's a good time. I, I still think it's a good time. The Dolphins do press as as a as a decent defense. They do. Um, and, and I don't know if he's going to have this all-world game. But when it comes to these games in particular, interdivision games, I, I like the way that Zach Wilson played. I like the boxy. I like what I've been hearing on the press conferences. Everything about this kid is is all positive right now. And that's why I'm sticking with Zach Wilson going into this week. All right, yeah, I agree. Um, I think that Miami's defense, while they've gained a little bit of a reputation over the last couple of years as being underrated 
I think you could kind of look at that and flip it now because they're definitely overrated. They're they're not getting it done. They're the worst pass defense in the NFL. If not the worst, they're definitely the second worst. And Xavier Howard, he hasn't been playing well. You know, he's been getting beat. I've seen two highlights at least this season where he's chasing down a touchdown. Mm -hmm. um, T. Higgins ate him up in that game. Um, they're not getting pressure on the quarterback. Uh, as far as the Miami offense, I think Tua is service. Uh, I think Tua being out doesn't really change much. Teddy Bridgewater may have the same uh, deficiencies that Tua has in terms of not being able to get the ball down the field. But that's not really what the Dolphins have been doing. It's more of like the intermediate passing game, get the guys the, the ball in space and see mm. what they could do with it. Yeah. Um, Sauce Gardner has been pretty good above, you know, everything is advertised in his rookie season. He's going to have his hands full this week with those receivers. I'm, I'm always in on Miami's pass catchers. I'm definitely not in on Miami's running attack. Because they haven't they haven't shown anything yet. Well, this Mostert, year. just so you know, Mostert's down two percent for the week, but they they typically like to run the football. And when Teddy Bridgewater's in there, they're going to run the football. It's just the way it is. Like, I, I agree that Teddy Bridgewater may lean them towards running the football a little bit more. Yeah, but if they're not getting first downs that way, they may have to just go. It's been working with them, and that's throwing the ball short to these guys, and then busting one up top at the end of the game. But really, the story in this one for me is is going to be Brees Hall. I think the Jets are going to try and keep the ball out of the Dolphins' hands as often as possible, make things easy on their young quarterback. And while the Dolphins, it's not necessarily the toughest matchup because they haven't been playing well defensively, they are a talented defense, and you got to assume that eventually they're going to figure it out at the back end, right. and eventually they're going to start getting after the quarterback. The Jets' offensive line hasn't been protecting, so this might be the week that that happens. Not if they get Brees Hall involved. I really, really like that matchup with Brees Hall against the Miami uh, rush defense. And I'm going to pump my brakes on the Michael Carter thing because I've been talking too good about him. I need to see a little bit more. I think this is the week that you may not see him get much burn because it's the Brees Hall show. Yeah, Brees Hall is uh, up 2.7% uh, over the week. Over the course of the month, he's still up a percent. So just around a percent up for the month. So he keeps trending in the right direction. It's all about opportunities over there in New York. And if he keeps splitting the carries with Michael Carter, then yeah, tread lightly. But it's it less seems than, to be, it's less than a split. It's not a split point. anymore. Right. It's, it's definitely not a split. So. All right, moving on. What else we got? What's next? Bring it up, man. Here we go. Ravens and, uh, yeah, the Bengals. How about that? All right, so the Ravens and the Bengals. The one thing I wanted to bring up with this one in particular is obviously you have the who's who, right? You have the who's who of this game, the Joe Burrows and the Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is playing at an all-time high rate right now. He looks like he could be the MVP candidate that, that everybody thinks he should have been, you know, going into the season. He's betting on himself, all that jazz. Everybody knows the story. There is one guy that I've been paying more attention to week in and week out, and it's not like a – it's a layup. It's not like it's, I'm sitting there like, I, do, I dove deep on this guy. It's Mark Andrews, right? Mark Andrews and the tight end over there, uh, the tight end position, because even Isaiah Likely has gotten involved over there with, with Lamar Jackson's fun run that he's on. Um, he's sitting there at $14.90 right now, which is obviously right in the middle of the pack. He's ranked fourth in tight ends. He's right in the middle of Kyle Pitts. And George Kittle. And if you've seen George Kittle, what he's done in the first couple of weeks, it's been nothing. He's missed games. He's not getting any uh, targets or receptions. And then you look at a, um, what did I say, Kittle? Uh, yeah, he's just under Pitts. Pitts, you have to wonder about, you know, that offense is Mar it's Mariota. You know what I mean? Pitts the ball at all. For what I think year. right now is going to move this week is that before this week's over, Mark Andrews is going to be a top three tight end in the mojo market regards. That's that's my bold prediction, I guess, because, again, the guy gets fed a lot. And, and, and Lamar and Jackson has this. like a down week. Right, exactly. You're not going to so see many of those out of Mark Andrews. Exactly. I so that's, that's my um, take on that game. So I'm going to go into this a little bit deeper here. 
Um, the Bengals' defense has been solid all around this year, but they haven't played anybody to the likes of Lamar Jackson. You're not going to get a guy like that. Play Cooper Rush, bro. They play Cooper Rush. Yeah, yeah but relax. That. But Lamar Jackson, he's like you said, he's one of the top MVP candidates in the league. And what makes this offense a little bit more scary now is that J.K. Dobbins joined the party, and it was nice to see him get going probably his best game of his career. I think he's only played in about 20 of them, so it's not that hard. But, yeah, he lit it up last week, and I expect them to get him involved a little bit more again because – it just alleviates pressure for the for that offense. But when you saw Dobbins last week eat the way he did, it kind of cut into Mark Andrews' usage. I would like to see them put together a complete game. And um, the Ravens haven't been finishing on the defensive side. So mm-hmm. as far as that goes, I like the Bengals' pass catchers in this one. I've been saying that week in, week out. you got to expect that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase are eventually going to connect on something. They've been simmering. How long could they be simmering for? Right, we're Jamar five Chase weeks hasn't really topped out. He hasn't figured out. He hasn't gotten it done yet in terms of what he was doing last year. We expect that's going to come to fruition. Sophomore at some slumps, point. they happen. The biggest strength for the Ravens has been Lamar Jackson. Their weakness has been their pass rush. Everybody expected them to at least take a step forward with their first round pick last year. He's not lived up to the billing. They're not getting after the quarterback. The Bengals, they're not protecting the quarterback. They just signed Pierre Paul not too long ago. I think too. He, might, definitely he, he might work into himself this week. But he I expect actual, him to get a limited snap count anyway. Joe Burrow's been holding the ball a little bit too long, and the, co- the coaches have probably been beating that in his ear because the offensive line has been improved, but you won't see it by the numbers. I think they kind of put it together. The Ravens' defense in the back end has been so bad this year. They figured it out a little bit last week, but still, these guys aren't, aren't right yet. They are getting healthier, but this is a tough Bengals de- uh, offense to contain. I think Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, I think all these guys eat this week. All right. Moving on. Uh, what else we got? This is, oh, here's a good one. This is a very good one because it's been the the talk of the town or the talk of Mojo and all of our social medias. Everybody's in on Kenny Pickett. And now, how about this for a challenge, okay? We saw him get inserted last week. Yeah. So you're like, all right, let's see what he could do being inserted, right? Meaning, the, yes, of course, the preparation is there. But when you're just kind of thrown into the wolves, we'll see what happens. Now he gets to prepare to be the starting quarterback for his first chance, his first start. It just, you know. It's unfortunate that his first start is against the Buffalo Bills because that defense is amongst the best in the league. And still, with all their injuries in the secondary, so we've seen them be exposed a little bit, but that's just based off depth. You know, they're getting healthier as the weeks go by, and Kenny Pickett's going to probably have his hands full. But, but, I will say this. If you invested on Kenny Pickett early and you're shooting up the ranks right now with your percentages every single week, hold. I know it's going to be a rough week. It's going to be a tough sledding week, but just hold on Kenny Pickett. I feel like this offense is going to get better. In specific, um, I did write down something. Yeah, so in the same breath, Najee Harris, he has not gotten going yet, right? Mm -hmm. And just like you were talking about before with Jamar Chase, Najee Harris has not gotten going yet. So he's down through the season. He's actually down 22% for the month. So if if you're one of those guys that like to buy low, Now's the time. Like, now's the time for Najee Harris because I think everybody around this offense, and I understand it's the Bills. I understand that. So if you want to even wait a week, you can wait a week, I think. But Najee Harris, I don't know. Maybe not. It pains me to say this, but I'm out on Najee. Oh, for the love of God. This offense is going to get better with Kenny Pickett behind center. I just think when when you're looking at the running backs, (laughs) Najee Harris, for a second-year player, he's 24. He had all that mileage at Alabama. They they abused him last year in his rookie year. And right now, if you look around the offense, the quarterback position, they're going to stack the box against Pittsburgh until Kenny Pickett proves that he could beat them through the air. 
tough matchups across the board going forward for Najee Harris. The game script in this one does not lend well to his to his usage. No, no, I they might you know. might see a bunch of garbage Listen. in the end of the game with some pass with some receptions if they so choose to use him that way. But I think this one could get ugly. And um, Kenny Pickett. He has the, none of his passes have hit the ground yet. I expect that to change in this one. He's going to be running for his life. I want to see. I'm a little. I'm a little. Uh, I have some trepidation about the Steelers. I do think Kenny Pickett is the right move for this offense going forward. But I think that there's going to be some tough sledding and some learning curve here. Sure, he's, he's a rookie quarterback. I listen. I agree. You know, I, I'm with it. I'm some, with it. There's some defenses and some coordinators that are licking their chops right now facing the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'm going to need to see him prove it a little bit. But I do agree. If you were in that sense of you bought in on Pickett prior to his first start and you you would, you would enjoyed that that peak, it might come back down to earth a little bit, and that's how the market works. But you didn't buy into Kenny Pickett because you thought he was going to light it up in his a first one week four wonder, games right, of his career. Right, you bought right. into Kenny Pickett because you expect that he's going to be a solid starter in this league, and then in a couple Correct. years down the line, your investment – paid off so yes that's how you want to play the younger quarterbacks you this isn't a you want to play the older guys and add multipliers if you want to have fun because at least you know what you're getting with them avoid the multipliers on a guy like Pickett unless you really have faith and just play the long game might be too late but hey listen for me at least <laughs> it might be, might be too late in that regard we'll finish this week up with the Philadelphia Eagles and the Cardinals three multipliers are a whole nother that's ball a game, whole nother bo- that's a whole nother, nother bag of worms game. all right the Cardinals and the Eagles real quick we'll brush over this one we're running out of time here but I will say the obviously Jalen Hurts has been the story of this team every week when it comes to Mojo and when it comes to the NFL right like he's taking the league on by storm this year um but the one thing I will say to pay attention to that when it's not Jalen Hurts it's the Miles Sanders show. He has absolutely crushed it through four weeks of football. He's doing. He's right in the area. If you want to make a comparison, and this is where I think he makes the move, actually. He's right in the middle of J.K. Dobbins and David Montgomery. What's wrong with those two guys? Uh, that's right. They're both banged up. Even J.K. Dobbins coming off injury, he hasn't got it going yet. This week, Miles Sanders passes uh, Montgomery because Montgomery might not even go. So I think, Jay, I think Miles Sanders is the guy this week. Uh, pay attention to him. He's up... Uh, Four, yeah, eleven percent in a week. So he's he's up, he's up dramatically, and the Eagles are going to keep rolling. And the Cardinals, they don't to me. And look, I, I've gotten roasted for this. I don't think the Cardinals are any good. I, I really don't. I'm sorry. I'm just out on the Cardinals as a whole. If you want to invest in somebody with the Cardinals, go look over at Hollywood Brown because Hollywood Brown right now is twenty. He's the twenty fifth ranked receiver um, according to the Mojo Market. He's only sixteen dollars and five cents right now. He's up. over the last week, and what I think might happen based off of the score of this game, he's going to eat a little later uh, when they're trying to play catch-up, and I think he passes Robert Woods. That's who he's floating around there with, so that's what I think. I do think they're going to be down in this one for sure. Um, I don't know that Hollywood Brown gets involved too much in like the the – He's more of a big play guy. I don't know what the Cardinals are going to do. James Conner, he's, he's like a two, <laughs> two yards a carry. He's so touchdown dependent, and they just haven't getting, gotten him close enough this year for him to be useful. Right. I'm, I worry. I don't like Cliff Kingsbury and what he's been doing with the offense. He'll be back in college Kyler in Kyler Murray's <laughs> been running for his life. Uh, he hasn't gotten sacked that many times because he is evasive. He runs a country mile also, every drop back. But when he's under pressure and he's throwing on the move, he loses a lot of his, his accuracy and for a guy that likes to move around the pocket, that's not such a great thing. Uh, I'm not out on Kyler because I do think that he's, you know, they believe in him. They sign him to a big deal. 
But um, I'm going to just pump my brakes on any of the Cardinals until I see what Hopkins is doing when he comes back. That offense Which needs will him be to get back very, in very two weeks. So we'll talk about Hopkins next week because it might be the time to get involved with a star receiver in the NFL who hasn't played a down yet. So. But as far as the Eagles go, that offense, you could take your pick. Yeah, they're humming Any right given now. week, any one of those guys are going to are gonna blow up. I, I compare them a little bit to – and I don't get ahead of my – Everybody pumped the brakes. I'm not comparing them to the Chiefs, actually. I'm just saying, like, in terms of the, the way that offense is moving the ball and they're lighting it up, I compare Miles Sanders to, like, a way better version of Clyde Edwards-Alaire. That I like that comparison. Ball. Miles Sanders also has the compliment of Kenneth Gainwell, who I really like. I talked about him the mm -hmm, other day. Mm -hmm. I think the Eagles are in a really good spot. They don't really have a bad player on that entire offense. Which is scary. And I'm saying that the Cardinals are going to lose just to try to – Turn the psyche around and let the Cardinals spoil the Eagles this week. We'll see if it And happens. they could do it through the air. They could do it on the Listen, ground. The Eagles are pick. a good football team. There's no way around it. They're going to be 5-0. and um, But, uh, again, I will gladly be wrong <laughs> on that one. So, hope you guys enjoyed another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Obviously, week five is here. Uh, be sure to download the app if you haven't already, which if you're watching this show, uh, chances are you've already downloaded the app. So be sure to educate yourself on the app. There's so much information to go around. There is blogs all over mojo.com. There is the Twitter, the Instagram, everything you need to know about the Mojo Don't market about is the everywhere. Oh, yes. Very, very good, Chris, because I was going to say that. No, I wasn't. So you did, and that's perfect. Go join the Discord as well if you want to join the conversation throughout Sunday. Everybody's talking over there, so I just have to learn it. You know, I just, I, there's so much social media it's out there, and I'm not that old. It's I just a chat. I, well, I, I was in the other day. Out. It's a chat. It is a chat. So if you want to chat with the Mojo experts, they're all hanging around there on a Sunday. So go join the Discord. So for Dave Starchill, Chris Gucci from Chop Studios, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. Enjoy the football. We'll see you back here on Monday morning. To the moon. Let's cover some spreads and <laughs> eat this week, boys. You need it. Ah!